Hi, y'all. Welcome to Everything She Said podcast. I am your host, April Bell, and I'm so excited tonight. Um, We are going to talk about healing after divorce and co-parenting after divorce. Um, It's not just for married couples. It can be for any couple who's co-parenting. So um, I really think it's going to be helpful and healing. So you know how I am. I like to get into it. I feel like I could not talk about this topic without none other than my ex-husband, the person that I co-parent with. So I want to welcome Daryl Ashurst. Yes. Hey. What's up, April? Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm excited. Um, I'm ready to get into it. Hey, if you're ready, I'm ready. Uh, You just have a little sound of uh, Los Angeles in the background, but outside of that, everything will be cool. (laughs) All good. All good. So, um, before we do get started, I do want you to just tell the people a little bit about yourself before we get into the topic. Well, the unique thing about my experience in life is that I started as a child and I kind of grew up a little bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, um, I'm Daryl and I'm Gloria's father. And um, basically, um, hey, I just been in pretty much media my entire life. Uh, that includes uh, recording um engineering producing um radio uh tv pretty much anything you can kind of count in media um i pretty much have done it i started my own um podcasting network called they might be taping um a little bit before april and i uh initially got married Uh, i want to say it was like oh seven when I started it, um, but it was around 08 when I started to put everything together when we were actually married um, that I started putting all the elements and stuff together. But, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I do. I'm 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 like one stop media, video, film, everything. So when April told me she was doing this podcast, I had to jump on to do what I could do to help, you know, and see what I could do. But she didn't need me. She looked like she got everything together. So, yeah, I'm just here for the Everything She Said podcast today. Yeah. Yay. Shout out to They Might Be Taping podcast because I got a slot on there, too, on Sundays and some days throughout the week. You can hear this podcast. So thank you so much for putting me on, on to now. that. You win, April. Then Gloria wins. So, you know, that that's the whole thing. That's it, true. Yeah. That's so, true. yeah, that's the whole thing. So whatever you want to do, it's all good. All right, so let's get into it. So first, I want to talk about yeah, loosen up. All right, let me let me <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the meat, the juice. Okay, so I want to start out first by talking about the healing process because even for couples who were not married, um, if you have a child with someone, whether you're married or not, if there's a separation and you had a relationship, there's going to be hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, and then after that, there's going to be a healing process. So the journey with you and I, we were married and then we got a divorce. Yeah. We actually divorced when our child was like six months old. That's correct. So yeah. we had to go through a whole healing process. I mean, it's been 12 years since. Yeah, over 12 years. Uh, what We married in March of. 08. 08 and was divorced January of. 2010. 2010. Yep. <laughs> so 
Yeah, it's been a good twelve. We've been we had a good a good time to heal. <laughs> oh, boy, oh boy, it's been some healing. Oh yes, indeed, it's been some healing. But you know what? Uh, the fact that we're here right now doing this, um, it shows how how beautiful everything is. And I also want to say this: um, when we did a couple dry runs last week, April asked me because she knew I was going to be running the podcast, Daryl. Did you hear the podcast? I, I think at that point you had just dropped episode number three. And I was like, oh, I'll get to it. Yeah, that was that was exactly the way it was. It was like, oh, I'll get to it. And um, you were like, OK, well, I dropped the podcast on Monday because I think we dropped. Uh, I dropped the podcast on Monday and um, the response was just so beautiful. So many people calling me um, just like, wow. This podcast is wonderful. This person is so transparent. Nobody knew, with the exception of maybe like two or three people, that it was actually me that you were speaking of on that podcast. <laughs> so um, my business partner was like, Daryl, you need to go and listen to this. So I listened to it. So first and foremost, I, I, I want to say thank you for your um, transparency. Um, that was that was very beautiful. Um, one thing I can say is that was totally different from the April that I knew. Um, and um, <laughs> I would just, no, I'm being honest. Um, thank you for your transparency. But with anything that didn't work, I don't want anybody to try to choose any sides. But anything that didn't work, there's always two people that didn't work in this situation. And even though I may not have been caught, I did have indiscretion. So I don't want people to feel like... Um, I don't want people to feel like, well, no, she's taking all the blame and this sucker, man. No, 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 no. For anything not to work, there's always two sides. So, you know, through that, I mean, I've apologized to you in the past for that, you know, but, you know, I don't mind saying that we good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Good. OK. All right. all right. Hey, man. But you know what? Uh, because, I, hey, I'm a man. You know that I'm, I'm always stand up. I'm, I'm going to stand on mine. And uh, I'm not proud of some things that I did, but you know, I knew one day we would have this, we would have this conversation. I would have the conversation with Gloria, not we would have the conversation. And one day Gloria is going to see this, so yeah, you know, yeah, if we're gonna keep it a buck, we're gonna keep it a buck. Yeah, and she's probably going to see it soon because she's no, she knows we're making it. Oh but lord! No. Oh, oh wow! Okay, <laughs> well she'll be the daddy. What are, what are you talking about? Yeah, she's so, cool. She's okay. cool. You know, she's yeah. super cool. I know but, she is. She's cool. But like, no, I glory to God about that. Um, you know, for for anyone that it was a blessing to. Um, and honestly, I think transparency is how people heal. Because yeah. that's how I healed hearing someone else's story mm. and them being transparent allowed me to realize, hey, I'm not the only one that feels like this. A lot of times I think people are shamed into even expressing their story. That's right. They feel like, oh, I'm the only one who deals with these type of thoughts or I'm the mm -hmm. only person who has encountered something like this. And that's just, it's really lies from the enemy because he never wants you to get free. He doesn't want you to heal. So yeah. if he can isolate you and make you feel alone in your experience. Then he's already won the battle. So mm -hmm. that transparency is just for people who can identify with it to know, hey, A, you're not alone. B, you can get through it. You can heal. You can have victory over whatever circumstance you've encountered. Um, and so that's just that's the whole point. You know what okay. I mean? 
So praise God. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and and now I kind of know what I'm getting into too. You you know, we did a couple of those dry runs last week, you know, and I man, you saw I was sitting there looking like what is happening with this. But yeah, um after hearing that, hearing um you speak on that podcast, you really kind of broke you know, any tension that was in me. So I really um um just thank you for your transparency and man, I'm really ready for that. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. Awesome. Okay. So with that being said, I did share a little bit about my healing process in that previous podcast. Um, and I can expound on it later, but I want to ask you, especially for men who are listening and from a male's perspective, how did you heal? Like what did your healing process looks look like? And I'm not going to share your story, but I think you do something amazing that more people should do. Yeah. Um, so go ahead and share with us, like, what was your process and your journey like for healing? Whew, here we go. Well, initially, um, <laughs> when I first did, when I was first going through things, I went through, I, I, I took the approach that many people took. I went through things inwardly. Um, mm. I didn't really communicate with people i didn't really want to say much because i was ashamed um i was ashamed that for being looked at as a failure i didn't want to be looked at as a statistic and through all of those things i kind of held everything inside like i kind of had done pretty much with everything else in my past and it was one thing i remembered um in speaking with um our previous when we were married um our previous um pastor he told us in the room and I mean, I knew he really cared about me when he said this, but he said, Daryl, at some point in life, you're going to have to speak to somebody, whether you speak to April, whether you speak to me, you're going to have to talk to somebody. And it took me years later to really understand what he was saying. But what I ended up doing, what helped me out through that um, around 2018 um, so what, that was what eight years after, um, I started going to counseling and, you know, I didn't take the religious route, but I did understand that I needed to speak to somebody. And, um, in doing so it, 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 it helped free me. It helped me to understand a lot of my wrongs. Um, a lot of things that I was holding inside. Um, so that really helped me a lot. Just going to counseling, um, understanding patterns and, you know, understanding, um, it, even though I grew up in a, in a very, um, uh, religious household, um, it also gave me another standpoint. The, the therapist was saying the same thing that was here in the church, but she said it another way. Um, and I feel like if we, if you get counseling, um, make sure you get someone, they don't have to necessarily look like you, but they at least need to speak your language. That's and um, wow. she, my counselor spoke my language. My therapist spoke my language mm-hmm. and um, she understood where I was coming from. And it helped me a lot. It helped me um, because I never had a problem with speaking my wrongs, but my things was just holding so much inside, which was starting to make me bitter. Um, not toward you, but just in life. I would right. never lash out on the people. Uh, I would always lash out at everyone else. Everyone else would get it. It would be never my inner circle because we have a daughter. So you would still be a part of the inner circle, 
I can't go off on you because of Gloria. But oh, this man at my job, I can go off on. So <laughs> oh started, no. Yeah, but but I had to start to understand why I was doing certain things. What happened to the nice Daryl? Why am I now starting to look like you know like Tupac right now, just going off on people? <laughs> so I, you know, really, I had to you know I had to think about that, and it helped me a lot, like with counseling. So that that's how I went through it through therapy. I commend you for getting counseling. I want to ask you this. Um, because I feel like people are afraid to go to a counselor. Like you, you've never, I don't know if you have been to one before you started going to one, what made you, was there a fear there or did you have to kind of talk yourself into doing it? Like what made you say, okay, I am going to pay my money is worth, I'm worth it. I'm going to find a counselor and I'm going to do this. Like what, what was that decision process like for you? To be honest, I was I was cracking up so much inwardly that my relative, um, Deidre, out here in Long Beach, Deidre, Deidre said, Daryl, you need to go see somebody. Um, she said, because I called her one day and I was just so broken. Um, and it was so much. It was so to the point that I was so broken. I couldn't even speak. It, it was bad. Like that kind of where you can't speak. You just I was just hurt. I was hurt off of some situation. And um, no, that was 2019. So it wasn't 2018. And I was so broken that Deidre said, look, I'll pay for it. You just need to go get you need to go speak to somebody. If I got to fly out there, I would get it done. And knowing that this was a single mom and you know what I'm saying? I, I just was like, you know what? Let me go do it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I did it. I, I, I just went. I looked through. Um, I looked through the through the internet and i found someone and come to find out the the lady whose office it was at the time i was still working in atlanta for um it was 92.9 the game v103 waok well this person had been a host on waok um and once i saw that it made me feel like okay she could speak my language she understands me Mm. and that's why i went there and i ended up not getting her but i got someone else that worked with her that you know and it it just worked out it all worked out so beautifully and um you know i was taught like many black people like black folks don't do that we don't go to that you go to that you crazy um just like anybody else nobody physically told me that but i would hear the older g's say that or my uncles or you know the guys at my grandfather's car shop i would hear them talk oh man you don't do that man white people do that white people it ain't just for white people. Therapy's for everybody. That's why so many of us in our situations go are going crazy because we don't talk to somebody. Or sometimes, you know, and I'm, you know, sometimes people feel like they can't speak to people at at the church because of church hurt. So you got to talk to somebody. You got to talk to somebody. Got to talk to somebody. Yeah, I agree. I think counseling is vital. Um, I think even if you go the ministry route and you do get help from a minister that you still should get some form of therapy and some form of counseling, especially if you've been through something traumatic such as divorce or any kind of trauma. I think you should definitely get counseling. I love that. Um, I know for me, for my healing process, um, what made me get to the point where I said I needed to seek help? I joined a mentorship program. Mm. 
And it was it's, it's exactly it's funny because it's, it's exactly what you said about finding someone who could speak your language. Like yeah. I found for me a female who she just spoke directly to me and to what I was experiencing. Um, and for me, it was, it was it's the same thing. I just noticed in my life I was having the same patterns. And the consistency in every situation was no other person than me. That's right. It was me, my thinking, my way of thinking, my way of doing things. Um, and I just got tired of it because I'm like, this ain't the way God would have me to be, you know. Um, and then also it's something about being a parent and you don't want to pass or you don't want to see your children <laughs> deal with the same Say that, man. <laughs> right. It's like, no, we we will break generational curses. Like it yeah. stops with us. Like I never want my child to experience divorce. I never want her to experience um things that I feel like she could avoid if she has the right thinking. You know, yeah. if I can pass the right way of thinking down to her. So, you know, that's what was my catalyst when I said, and it wasn't even it's funny because it wasn't emotional for me. I just was fed up with myself. I was mm. like, you know, I'm just going to do something different. And so I joined the mentorship program um, and it was a year long program. You know, this, you was, through a church. this was through a church. It's not a church. It's okay. um, it's actually it's called Esther Prep University and it's it's just mentorship. Oh, wow. It's Bible based. Uh, OK, OK. I see what you're saying. Right. So it's it's an actual mentorship program. It's not ministry. But it is ministry because it's Bible based. Yeah, because I'm about to say, I know you. You you gonna be in something that's rooted in you know in, in that work. Yeah, I already know you. For sure. So that's why I was like, <laughs> church or okay, all right. No, 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 no. This is this is pretty good. It's good. I'm yeah, because like, she she speak my language. So um, and it was from a biblical perspective, but it was everything that I had encountered from a child yeah. up until that day. Wow. You know, I was like, she gets me. Like, and it was her testimony. And her knowledge of the word and how it fit and related to my situation. So um, I joined and it was tough because what I realized is I made a commitment. I was like, OK, God, I'm going to stay in this mentorship program for a year because that was the price. That's how long you stay, you know, initially. And. What it was for me is I said, I, this time is just going to be me and my, my my kids. Like, that's it. You know, I'm not going to do anything but just focus on self-healing because I know I need help. Yeah. And through that, um, God just literally began to just minister to me. And he made me go to deep places of hurt that throughout the years from a child up until then that I had never confronted. So there were areas of trauma for me for from when I was a kid, a teenager, you wow. know, very young that I had experienced where I kind of tucked it away and just I would escape. I never dealt with it and I never allowed God to come in and heal it. So. <laughs> That's what the mentorship program was like for me. And I hit a year in March of this year, 
you know, and then I, she started 2.0. So I was like, I'm down. Cause I'm like very much knitted. Now I became a team lead within it. I'm in, uh, I serve within it. So I'm like very much knitted into the program. Cause I believe in it. I know the power of the mentorship. And so, um, but I just love how God is. Cause he, you know, he was healing me from th different things throughout the year, but I noticed it's probably a month ago now where God really just, he healed me from the spirit of rejection. I saw that. I learned about that and I saw that. And then he showed me how that stronghold of rejection um, led to a, like a Jezebel spirit, you know, with those Jezebelic traits. Um, and Can you explain what that is, Jezebel? Because, you know, I'm not as uh, spiritually uh, grounded as you are. So, you know, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. You know, it might no, be somebody. No, no, no. I explain be. it. No, no, I get it. So it's it's really like controlling. The world will call it a narcissistic trait. And I, I do. I thought about this and I do want to be careful with that word because a full blown narcissist is someone that they would equate to like a serial killer or a mass murderer. Like usually those people are like scale 10, like they're high on the spectrum narcissists. So I don't okay. want anybody to think like if you have these symptoms that you are a full-blown narcissist, narcissist, um, but you can exhibit narcissistic traits. And that's kind of in the church world in ministry is the Jezebel spirit, but the okay. secular world will call it narcissistic traits, but it's just controlling. Um, and really when I thought about it, it was really rooted in the spirit of rejection. So just to give a little bit of background about the spirit of rejection is usually, it usually comes in into a person at an early age, sometimes from a baby. So an example could be if your parent or your mother wanted to abort you, even though you're a little bitty baby, that rejection hurt because you're in her body, her not wanting you can still transfer over to you. And that can be a gateway of the spirit rejection to get in. So it can come in as young as while you're in the womb. Um, wow. It also can come in through any trauma you experience, physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, um, rape, molestation. Those are usually entryways of the spirit of rejection. Even if a baby is molested, um, anything like that, the spirit of rejection can get in because and what it causes you to do, and you know, I know in my case is you never want to feel that trauma, that pain, that rejection again. Yeah. So what you do is you want to control the narrative. You want to control how people see you. You want to control the people around you because you feel like if I can control everything, I won't get hurt. I won't get yourself basically. You said You're basically what? protecting yourself. Exactly. Exactly. You it's it's self-preservation. You're protecting yourself. You think you're protecting yourself. But yeah. the, the bad thing about the spirit of rejection is it causes it really causes you to be in isolation eventually and it destroys every relationship that you could possibly have. So it will it will sabotage not just you know, romantic relationships and marriage, but it'll sabotage business partnerships. It'll sabotage friendships because it's really a spirit of sabotage. And eventually you'll sabotage yourself. That's really what it is. Self-rejection. 
So would you say because I I listened to that podcast um, and I, I'm 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 referring a lot to that podcast because I learned a lot you know from you speaking with that I I kind of went back to it and revisited it a couple times just to um, to help me you know with this um, would you say like uh, so a lot of that had to do with um, like a lot of the the um, during our marriage like we didn't really. Uh, I, I, I would say a lot of times I didn't feel like you liked me. So was that more so like the spirit, like the Jezebel spirit that you're speaking of? Absolutely. I okay. believe so, especially after just receiving that healing and deliverance, because I felt like whatever there was is just I woke up one day and it wasn't like as soon as I woke up but in the middle of the day. I remember um I felt like we talked on the phone about the podcast because as soon as you saw the pack podcast, you called and was like, hey, do you want me to help with anything? That's right. And we had a really good conversation. And the epiphany for me was. I didn't have an issue with like, I remember the last couple of times I talked to you, it's like I, it dawned on me. I was like, me and Daryl are in a really good place. And I didn't it just hit me like we've been really in a really good place. And I was like, God, you know what? What is the difference? And I, mm. what dawned on me is that, you know, I get healed and now I feel like our relationship was in a really good place. I and see. not to say throughout the, the 12 years that it's been horrible because I feel like we have progressed and we've been in it a progressed. place. It progressed. Yeah. It was it was it was on the ground, but, you know, it ain't nowhere else to go. But up. so, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we was even before my healing process, I felt like we was in a cool place. But I felt like there was something in me that just really had tension. Like, I just felt like I didn't like you. And when that feeling went away, I was like, I really believe that was the influence of that spirit. I see. And it'll even go back. So the Holy Spirit brought in this whole moment. I'm having the epiphany. The Holy Spirit brought two instances to my remembrance. And, you know, I talked to you about it was the restaurant. Ruth Chris and I forgot the other name. Royce Hawaiian Fusion. I will never forget them. <laughs> yes. Like yes. that popped in my mind because and what I remember was how angry I felt at you. And I was like, God, I couldn't remember what where the anger came from. Why was I so angry? But you know, thinking about it, the anger would really show up. Whenever you would try to do something, it wasn't all the time. I can't say that, but it was like when you would try to do something nice, like the the restaurant times, definitely. Like I could remember the that. restaurant was horrible because those were like big money restaurants. Ruby <laughs> Tuesdays. Oh, you was happy. Fridays. Good. The local whatever around the corner. Good. Uh, I had to spend that money, money <laughs> at them two places. I'm like, hold on, wait, hold on, hold up. To this day. Well. To that, you know, for us talking, it took me a long time to even want to even take someone to a nice place um, because it was I had to really get over that. You know, it was like I was so scared that you was trying to sound weird, but <laughs> you know, I was scared to take people somewhere because I was thinking, is this not good enough? Are my choice is not good so much to the point that where, you know, I had an ex tell me, man, you make horrible the choice choices with food. Oh no! <laughs> no, but really, and, and I never had those that those problems before. But I was so second and third guessing myself, and I wasn't really being natural. So, 
Yeah, I think I'm over that now. Well, yeah, praise okay. Jesus. Oh, praise on, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was different then. It was different then. Yeah. So in those moments, what I realized when the Holy Spirit brought that to my remembrance is that anger, it didn't really come from me. I really believe it was the influence of that spirit. And I saw just researching it is um, the person when you're with someone who struggles with that, there's never anything that you can do to make them happy because they have a void. And that's something that in my healing process that I learned that I have a void that only God can fill. But what when I didn't understand that, I didn't give that void over to God to fill it with the word of God in those areas where there were voids. I tried to fill it with people. So I thought, oh, if I get married, I won't feel lonely anymore. Oh, if I have a best friend, I won't feel unaccepted anymore. I won't feel rejected anymore if I have money. You can even try to fill voids with material things. You know, yep. so what I started learning is true, right? Or even, you know, what's another way people try to fill voids with their looks. If you you feel like if I work out enough or if I get this surgery or if I look like this, that you void around here looking like Chucky's bride, you know. Because that void is not going to be filled with That's your right. nose being smaller or your skin being lighter or your butt being bigger. That's, That's never right. going to fill that void. You're just going to keep getting more surgeries and end up looking crazy. Yeah. Or in a situation where you're trying to get a husband to fill a void, you'll be on your fifth marriage trying to fill a void when it's a void that only God can fill. So when God started filling my voids, it started helping me to see in the past what I struggled with and mm. how my behavior, you know, was influenced by the spirit of rejection, how my behavior was influenced by the spirit of Jezebel, which I think the strong man was really for me, the spirit of rejection. And even my mentor will say she's a deliverance minister. A lot of times the strong man is the spirit of rejection because a lot of people experience rejection as a child because a lot of people have experienced rape molestation, abuse, whether it's verbal, physical, they've probably experienced that more more so than people want to admit. So parents breaking up, whatever. Yeah, that's yeah, that's all that's, a part that's of traumatic. it. Yes. That's very traumatic. Yeah. That being away from your parents. Yeah, that's all of that's traumatic. That's right. That's right. That's definitely another way spirit of rejection and the spirit of abandonment can come in is parents breaking up a parent, not being there. Some people grew up never knowing who their father or their mother was or, you know, the situation where your mother act like she don't want you. You know, all of that is is traumatic. That's right. So. So, yeah, um, that was something where the Holy Spirit just highlighted that situation and it allowed me to see like, wow, you know, I was really under the the influence of the spirit of Jezebel and um, just being aware of that. And, and that's when I made the podcast that day. I, I think you oh, can tell wow. I was so emotional. I, I, I was crying. Right. Um, Is this the and, instance you spoke on on the podcast? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was like a two day epiphany. So the first epiphany was like, wow, our relationship is great. And they realized, oh, it's because I got healed. But then there was like a second part when the Holy Spirit 
reminded me of the the restaurant situation and kind of mm-hmm. like the part I played, I feel like, you know, where it, it would have been tough for you. You know, I feel like you probably was walking on eggshells because I was so emotionally driven. And I feel like my emotions were literally ruled by that spirit to the point where I couldn't control myself sometimes. Like the anger. It was two different people. Me. It was two different people. It was two exactly. different people. And that's usually a symptom of that. You know, just um, dealing with that. And I just didn't have enough knowledge to know, you know, now my emotions don't rule me. But at 20 something years old, it's like, yeah. I'm yeah. mad. But then afterwards, how you know to, and I was talking to someone else about this, because all Christians don't believe that Christians can be oppressed by an unclean spirit. And I could go really? scriptural. Hmm. Really? How do they not? Well. Well, of course, I don't believe that a Christian can be possessed, of course, but I do believe that Christians can be under the influence of an unclean spirit or evil spirit. I do believe that. And I I think there's scripture. Isn't that almost like the same as, well, I don't. No, possession is like, when you say you're possessed, that means the enemy owns you. Like you, your whole, everything about you is possessed. You know, if you, you look at a possessed person in the Bible, remember the man who was naked and he was hiding in, living in caves? Yeah. That's like you, you gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Legion, for we are many, he was possessed, right? That that cast it out into the pig Clearly, and the pig ran possessed. into the water. Now, I yeah. know something about that word. Now, I know something about that word. <laughs> <laughs> he was possessed. So, um, I'm not saying that I was possessed at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That a believer can be possessed But I do think that when you have Not submitted Certain areas to God And have renewed your mind In certain areas because you can renew Your mind to You know um, Thou shall not lie You know you can say I'll, I'll be honest and truthful But then You can say well I'm not giving God my body so I'm still going to fornicate then that area is not submitted to God. And when a certain area is just not submitted to God, it can go anywhere. You know That's what I'm true. saying? So I think that you can allow an unclean spirit to come in when that area of your life is not submitted to God. You know, the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Well, what if you don't submit? I mean, and the devil those is other two parts don't come together. Well, the devil is there. He's not fleeing. Submit, resist, and he'll flee. Well, then if you don't submit, it's not going to be any resistance, and it's not going to. It ain't going to be no fleeing. So He's it's going to just dwell you. in their abode. You better say it. Oh, come on now. <laughs> <You better laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and I believe that's I what that's what that was. You know, so because um, we were believers, we were both believers. That's right. But, yeah, yeah. Strong believers. Strong believers. Yeah. Yeah, we met in church, but right. it's it's just that I believe I had not submitted that area to God. And it was literally running me in the area of relationships. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember like I'm telling you, like it is it, it's, 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 it was literally like um, when you asked me to do this, it made me um, first. I was just like, oh, OK, yeah, I didn't have any expectations. Um and then we did uh, the rough draft. And when we did like, you know, just 
to kind of get acclimated. I was like, whoa, what am I getting into? Like, it was really a lot. Um, it started bringing back old memories that I had suppressed, I thought, and um, or that I thought that didn't even exist anymore. But it was funny. Um, today, I was I, I like. It's just funny how you could talk about that spirit. And it was a certain singer back then that I knew that you just loved. Um, you really loved this person. And um, I thought that the singer was special because it was a song that you played a long time. <laughs> you know, with me, music is music is that thing for me. So when somebody plays a song for me that I never heard, and I think her album had came out when I was like deep in church. So I didn't really notice record you played this record and i was like yo what is that right so much to the point that years later once we were married i think we were going through that rocky period at that point i had the opportunity to perform with this person like i was on stage with her i had this person <laughs> send you a video and i can remember you were like why are you playing <laughs> sending me this message <laughs> and i spoke to this person about this today boy the laugh that we got off of that it was so funny but like you said it's just it's just a situation where is you know sometimes it's just not it's it's that spirit and now i understand you know before i was just like man this person just you know that 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 um i was starting to feel heavy and weak and it was starting to beat me down because the spirit of rejection that was on me was starting to take over you know, because I can't, uh, people attract what they are, you know, and, um, I had that myself. I, 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 and, and I still deal with certain things at times. I'm, you know, it's something I'm working on, you know, I'm doing the therapy thing and you suggested some things for me to do that I'm going to look into. So, yeah, I, I mean, I really, you know, this is, this is, this is some good stuff, man. I really appreciate this. Yeah. It's some good stuff. And it's something that you just said that made me think about this. Something uh -oh. that my mentor has said. No, no, no. It's not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but when you talked about the spirit of rejection and you talk about people linking up, this is interesting because sometimes you may not even be attracted to the person. It may be, the demon inside of you is attracted to the demon inside, demon inside of you. the other person. <laughs> Them demons. <laughs> My grandma used to call everything a demon. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> but it's true. It's like it's it's true. It's something to think about. Yeah. You know, like. But um, I hope don't nobody just be attracted to <laughs> goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's something to think about because even when you think about how you mature in certain areas and you can even think about this, like the women that you probably liked at 17 are not the women that you would like today. And when I say that, I mean, you see, I start laughing. <laughs> Where, what's funny? I don't know. I don't. I. I didn't. You know, I don't really give it thought. But Didi always says, my sister always says, everybody all look the same. So that's why I just started laughing because I know when Didi watches this, Didi's gonna be like, man. <laughs> what? No, why? I'm missing. It's not it. all. The, it's not all the same personality. Didi just says everybody looks the same. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I was well, laughing. Well, I mean, like characteristics. So I know what you said. I know what you said. Yeah, when you're young, you want the person that's most popping. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. not me though. I always wanted the low key person because oh, okay. I knew I had a lot of pop and stuff kind of going. I'm not being funny, but no, I knew no, no, that no. I was like. Remember, I started radio when I was 18, so I didn't want I didn't want somebody in that field. I wanted somebody that was a lot more low key with me. So, well, maybe yours is the same. <laughs> But I meant that as an example. I know what you're saying. I'm just having fun with you. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you this example. Like I heard a guy say he once when he became a believer, he was like, I want a saved ex this. You know, I know what you're saying. I know exactly. He'll have a little bit of. He wants to still have some fun. Right. But on a boring person. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, but that thought too is when you think about that, what you're saying is, I want him to be born again, but I still want him to have a little unclean spirit somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm not saying that, but that's a, <laughs> but that's no, not not you. I'm just saying I've heard someone say that, and I was like, do you really know what you're saying? Because the the stigma on most women when they go to church is that remember if you grew up in a certain age. The women who went to church at my grandmother's church today, they, they dresses was down to the ankles and they, you know, they wore the hats and, you know, like it was a different breed. So that was a corny <laughs> one. Yeah, that was a corny. But we didn't know, you know, like those women had five and six kids, but we looked at them as corny women as, you know, as a kid. Like, I don't want somebody like that. You know, I want. The person that you see over here, that's that that's that mentality. That's that mentality. That's that mentality. Yeah. But Miss Lady with the with the dress down to her ankles had six kids. Like you we didn't factor that in because we wasn't that smart back then. <laughs> we didn't factor that in. That's not true. <laughs> it's the truth, right? Yeah, we didn't factor that that's in. True. We didn't think about that. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Come on. You know, I I I I thinking I'm logically thinking, yeah. No, that's really good. So to bring it back to healing, because I feel okay, like we're gonna have to, yeah, we're gonna yeah, have to do a we have to do a part two because we want to talk about co-parenting too and our journey, our process with that, and some advice that we okay. could share with people. But just for the healing part of it, what I'm hearing you say is you gotta talk to somebody, you gotta get therapy. And let me just put this on there, like professional help. Don't yeah. talk to a best friend because they probably on the same level as you. Like you have to talk to someone who can really help you. <laughs> Spend hey, the money. My boy Robert did help me a lot, but I did seek professional help. Professional help. Professional and help. You are worth it. Like sometimes people won't don't want to do that because they feel like that's a waste of money. But any investment in yourself is never a waste. That's it's right. worth it. That's and right. it's always going to give you a great return, right? And then, you know, for me, I sought counseling and through my mentorship program and having a mentor in my life um, who has been amazing. I do want to shout out my mentor, Tiffany Bugner, Esther Prep University. <laughs> From Atlanta? In Atlanta? Yeah. I feel like I went to school with a Tiffany Buckner. I have to find out. We have to find out offline. I have to find out. I know that name, though. Well, well that might be a common name. Is she has she a really big YouTube channel. No. Was that her? Was that her name in school? I have to look it up. I'll look it up offline. I don't want to throw you off. Yeah, I don't know. She's on YouTube though, so you can check I'll out check her channel. It it's called it. Anointed Fire. Anointed um, Fire. Okay, I'll, I'll make sure I check that out. 
I never sent you any of her videos. Probably not. No, no, because I I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have looked at them at that time of my life. Yeah. No, so, I mean recently. No, 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 no. You definitely didn't send it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Um. But yeah. So for me, my process was the mentorship and healing. Oh, no, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Like. So. That was it. I just encourage people to get therapy, to get healing, to seek God, like let God into those areas where you're hurt, the areas that you're hiding from, the past that you don't want to revisit. Write it out. Write a book about it. Even if you don't publish it, write it down. Didn't you write a book? Yeah, I did some years ago. Yeah, you did. You wrote a book. It was on them. I bought the book, too. I bought it. <laughs> it was yeah. on Amazon. Yeah, it was on Amazon. That's right. Um, but I mean, I wrote a book about all my past traumas, but it was to get it out so I could say, God, here it is. Like, I felt like I was hiding certain things from God as if he couldn't deal with it, you know? So oh, wow. it was just helpful for me to say, God, this is me. Like, this is it, you know? And that's how that healing came about. So, yeah, just find some place, a safe space where you can let it out, where you can talk and you can be honest and you can be transparent. And I guarantee you, you are not the only one who's been through it. What you about to say? I use I use Night Rise and Slow Jams for that. My show Night Rise and Slow Jams. That's always that's been my I mean, I know it sounds weird, but since 24, uh, I started doing that show 2015. Since 2015, I've been using that as my release. Um, but, you know, I like to talk through music. So, um, yeah, I mean, that on top of therapy has helped me a lot. You know, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's great. I mean, and that's a great outlet because even I was thinking about blogs could be a great outlet. Um, what you just shared. Anywhere where you can tell your story and express yourself. Like, you got to have somewhere to let that stuff out. Um and then you have to have some person in your life that you trust who can speak to you and just give you wisdom and knowledge and, and you know, be honest with you. Um, well, whoever that is, you know, a counselor or someone, a minister, whoever it is that has committed to, to be there for you. So I think that's good. I really think that's the key to healing. I mean, I don't know if I miss anything other than God himself mm. and the word of God, which I know works. Um, and I also think you should al always couple it with counseling. What do you think? Are you miss? Am I missing anything? No, about I think you hit it pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see how part two of this is going to go. I, I thank you for allowing me to get on, 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 on this. And I didn't know it was going to go into two parts, but Hey, you know, if it's got to go into two parts, it is what it is. Let's go. Let's do it. Oh, I did want to mention this. You got to be intentional. I wanted to say that too, about your healing. Got to be intentional. It's not going to just happen. People think time heals all, all things. It does not. No, <laughs> you got to be intentional about getting healed. So I wanted to say that, but yeah, okay. what you said. So part two, y'all, we'll talk about co-parenting. <laughs> this is um, Everything She Said podcast. We're going to um, come back with part two. And thank you for listening. God bless.